0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: Fall Guy. That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Turn to make it out? Because
2: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it, PG 13. You know, um, it's good to know. You know, I haven't paid much attention to the spread, but. I remember the one time we were on college game though. I said just keep making go up and up.
1: This is BeckQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL.
0: Welcome back, BeckQL Daily right here on the BeckQL network. Joe G, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez, Nick Ashu with us, uh, with you guys on a Tuesday. We'll get into some baseball coming up in a little bit. And uh, Bob Nightingale joins us next, our NFL live movement as well. But let's dive into some college football. There is Marcus Freeman, head coach Nick of Notre Dame. Uh, I don't believe him that he didn't know about the the spread. I mean, 20 years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago, when coaches said this, you could buy it. If you turn on ESPN or any network right now, you see it. Right? It just goes across the screen. It's 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 everywhere. I mean, he can pretend he doesn't know those 17 and a half point dogs. They are. Um, All right, we, we'll jump around a lot of college football for week one here. But what do you think, Nick? Do, do you do you think Notre Dame has a chance to keep this close? J Rod and I discussed it yesterday. This feels like it could be ugly on Saturday night in the horseshoe. I mean, that Ohio State offense is so loaded. I, their receivers, they graduated two within, what, the first 14 picks or whatever it was of the NFL draft. The mm-hmm. two there now might be better than the two that just went to the NFL. Yes. It's remarkable. Stroud is great. I, I love Ohio State to, to pour it on as this game goes along on Saturday.
2: First off, we know he knows the spread, or at least you know an idea that you're a heavy underdog because everybody knows everything now. You can say that you're not on Twitter you're not paying attention. Somebody is. Somebody's sending you something. Somebody's sending you a quote, a tweet, whatever the case is. It's impossible to not have all this type of information. That being said, I mean, Ohio, there's a reason why Ohio State and Alabama are both just looked at as this collision course for the national championship game. Ohio State's got three Heisman favorites on that roster, like within the top six or seven odds. And that's it. wide receiver running back, and quarterback. Like, they've got all the positions covered already there. It, that is a loaded team at Ohio State this year. C.J. Stroud's the favorite. There's a reason why he's the favorite. I think he's going to end up winning it. Uh, it's not like I'm going out on a limb here considering he's got the shortest odds anyway. But that team is just so good, and they're just head and shoulders above everybody else. I understand Notre Dame is the fifth-ranked team in the country, but this has the opportunity where Ohio State, especially once you start hitting, like, the second half, just starts pulling away because they're just that much more talented.
0: You buy in, J-Rod, that he doesn't know the spread? I think it's baloney. He knows the
1: spread. <laughs> I, I, I think there's still that sort of no coach is ever going to admit to that because there right. still has that crazy taboo yep. stuff. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he, it's good in Indiana, so it's all good. No problem there. If he was in Florida, I could see somebody having a problem with it. But, you know, now nah, I mean, I think, I think you do whatever you can to motivate, you know. And I think for – For us, you know, where do we find any value in this? You know, 17 points is. Is, is a heck of a lot of points. So I, I always try to find, you know, th- is there a first quarter number? Is there a first half number that you could try to get something? Maybe Notre Dame can keep it close for like a quarter. I, I don't know. That's that's what I would want to look at be, because otherwise, you know, the, what what's the total, 58 and a half? I, I mean, I think, I think Ohio State could get that close to by themselves. You know, everything's at minus 110 right now on, on at BetMGM as we get closer to this game. I, I, I need I need, some juice. I, I need something to get my my, my investing uh, juices flowing. So I, I, need, I need a little bit more value to try to find something than a 17-point game.
0: Yeah, if I see a decent number in the first half, Nick, that might be my play. You know, maybe a, a, I'm trying to think of what they'd hang the first half number on for Ohio State. But that feels better for me, right? Because the second half, if it's a three-score game, does Notre Dame score at the end? And then it's they lose by 14, then you lose the 17 and a half. I just feel with those weapons, Ohio State could jump on them. Like, we could be talking about, you know, who knows, 27-10 into the half. Like, that's that wouldn't surprise me.
2: Well, then, yeah, then the only question is, is is Ohio State just sit everybody in the second half if it's that much of a a blowout, too. And that, you know, that's one of the worries that you you, you do have with some of these bad beats and backdoor covers or whatever the case is going to be for really dominant teams or teams that expect to dominate, like Ohio State and Alabama, where if they just sit guys in the second half, and then it's a, you know, let's say they're 23-point favorites, but then it ends up being a 20-point game because whoever they're playing that week is out there and actually got guys trying hard while it's like the guys that are third and fourth on the depth chart for Alabama out there, Ohio State, or whatever the case is. Those are some of the big worries, and that's what makes sometimes betting on these, uh, expected dominant teams a little more of a risk because of the way things can go in the second half. It's why I said, like, I think Ohio State will jump out big in that game early. But then that question becomes, okay, what do they do in the second half? Do they keep everybody out there, or do they say, all right, C.J. Stroud, we're sitting you for the fourth quarter here. We don't want to risk this anymore. We're up by thirty, and then all of a sudden Notre Dame takes advantage of that and tries to find a way to at least chip away and cover in that.
0: Yeah, there's no question. I, I think J-Rod, you were on to it. We'll look for that bet first half, something like that, before we go to the full game. All right, let's go to Thursday. Yeah, you know, we discussed some college football yesterday, Nick, but we didn't get to particularly the Thursday games. We got a, a, you know, we got three of them coming up Thursday, including two ranked teams. So Central Michigan Oklahoma State Thursday night. West Virginia Pitt Thursday night and VMI Wake Forest, actually three ranked teams. Uh, Wake Forest obviously is the quarterback situation with their guy out to start the season. But let's start backyard brawl. We haven't seen this game in a while. West Virginia Pitt used to always be a, a yearly game. And what was the last time I looked at it? It was seven and a half, I believe, as the favorite for yeah. Pittsburgh in this game. Yeah. I don't know, man. Pittsburgh lost Kenny Pickett. They lost Mark Whipple, their offensive coordinator. I know they get the quarterback that was at USC last year. I got to see that. That might take a few weeks to get going. think I am tempted to take West Virginia with the points in a rivalry game we haven't seen in a little while.
2: Yeah, you're actually kind of in the same boat as me. I'm very concerned about what Pittsburgh is going to look like, especially early in the season. And, you know, you lose Kenny Pickett and now went to the other Pittsburgh in the NFL. Uh, I'd like to see what, you know, the new – first off, the amount – there are 22 different quarterbacks – that are going to be starting for a new program this year that just transferred there. Think about that. That's going to make a lot of this, especially early on, a lot of these offenses incredibly unpredictable for teams, uh, what they look like, especially if you're adding in new offensive coordinators. Uh, Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma is another one for me where you're just looking and going, well, he could be really good. He also brought his offensive coordinator there. but like, So there's a lot of this around college football right now where it can make it, uh, well, West Virginia is also in the same boat, though, because they've got a transfer quarterback, too. So yeah, it's it, it, it's just this is what's making college football so complicated now is all of the turnover. It's feeling like the NBA in some ways where guys are jumping around from school to school and you're getting all this hype on USC. And then there's other schools like Pitt where maybe you're, you're concerned about what they're going to look without Kenny Pickett there. But, yeah, I I'm leaning towards West Virginia cover at least bare minimum, just keeping that thing close enough to cover.
1: Yeah, Pittsburgh's an interesting study because obviously they won eleven games last year and the, the, the their number this year is seven. So they're expecting a, a big fall because of Kenny Pickett. I, I I'm gonna go with the home field because the game, you know, is in Pittsburgh to me me means something so I'll, I'll lay the seven and a half but i love the total of 50 and a half i think we're going to see some points you know with with jt daniels over at west virginia and then the you know and then Slovis, the quarterback for for pittsburgh who, who as you mentioned joe was the, i think we're going to see points plenty in that game so i'm going to go hard on the total and sprinkle a little bit on pittsburgh laying the seven and a half
0: yeah, it's interesting, Nick. What you were mentioning about the the transfers, right? And how many teams have new quarterbacks? You also throw Jordan Addison in there. I mean, like, I don't like Pitt was good yeah. last year, but they they graduated an NFL starting a guy that will be starting soon in the NFL and Kenny Pickett, first round pick. And Jordan Addison might have been the best receiver in the country. He went over to USC. Like, I think early in college, unless it's Alabama, Ohio State factories that you just know replenish. You don't worry about them. I think this is going to be as unpredictable, unless we're betting against Scott Frost, of course, as unpredictable as any beginning of college football. I don't know. Like, could Pitt be good? Sure. But could, could Slovis stink and could the new offense not work without Addison? Yeah. I mean, this, this is hard. It used to be like, all right, they won 10 last year. They're returning X amount of starters. I count on them. Nick, I I am I am hard-pressed to, to pick the side in these early college football games until I watch these teams play. It's like there's so many changes.
2: It's it's wild. I mean, I was going through this last week when I was on You Better You Bet, and I was like, "How many? Wait, this isn't to the point where I had to figure out what the actual number was of transfers. Twenty-two different new quarterbacks. It's 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 almost where I, I'm. I'm kind of with you, j Rod. We're like, let's look at some totals, and maybe that's the safer play, where you know you got a lot of quarterbacks and offenses that go out, and you can at least have an early idea of that. But Just trying to figure out who's going to be consistent offensively, who's going to be comfortable with, you know, all the new weapons, the new system, the new coaches, whatever the case is around them. We know this college football is not as heavy, you know, quarterback driven as the NFL. You have more running backs that make differences. It's not totally the same, but it's still the quarterback. And when you have question marks surrounding the most important position in sports, even at the college level, it's going to make it that much more unpredictable.
0: It is. I mean, J-Rod, that's it. It's it's the it's twenty two start different starting quarterbacks. Like this transfer yeah. portal and and the you know these kids getting paid. I mean, it's good for them. They can get some money out of the whole thing. But it changes college football. It used to be, you kind of just look at the rosters year to year, the coaching staffs year to year, and it wasn't that hard to figure out who would be good and who wouldn't be. I think this will be a very topsy turvy beginning of the season. I could see if you're betting on sides, be careful early in the season so you figure out what the heck you have
1: yeah and then you know with all those new quarterbacks come usually new coordinators I mean, remember you had a guy who was a coordinator under a head coach for 30 years and, and no one ever changed so you knew the system you knew the kind of quarterback that we going to produce so yeah you know it, it's almost like west it's almost like pittsburgh and usc made a trade we'll send you this guy you give us that guy and then we'll see what happens out of it but i, I think at the end of the day it's still kind of the organic thing is still football and there's still points so i can never especially in college because I think the the offenses and the defenses, these are still kids that, these aren't NFL guys. So they're, they're, there are those little kinks in the armor. So I love points in college football more, more than I do in the NFL. So I to me, it's always, always an over. I rarely ever bet an under in college football.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. It usually is uh, the overs in high scoring games here. All right, the other Thursday night game that's interesting, guys, this week is the Oklahoma State game. Nick, Oklahoma State is interesting in that, they, last year, they weren't that far away from a playoff spot. They're 12th to start the season in the poll. And I think the Big 12 is pretty darn unpredictable this year. I mean, you could make a case to be three or four teams, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, Paul was making the case for Kansas State. Maybe five teams could win this thing. No one's talking about Oklahoma State, yet they do have some continuity. Mike Gundy, it's, pre, it's pretty amazing how long he's been there now. And in a group of upheaval. That was so long ago, too. Like, how many years ago was that? Mike Gundy has been... I think since '05, we we're getting close to 20 yeah. years with him as the head coach of that football team. They're big favorites here. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Central Michigan, Oklahoma State, around 21 and a half the number here. Would you lay it with, uh, with the Cowboys?
2: Absolutely, I would, and you're right about the Big Twelve. Uh, the Big Twelve in general is as as open as any of the Power Five conferences that are there. I still really like Oklahoma, but you're seeing a lot of people that are leaning on Texas right now. Oklahoma State's kind of considered that. Hey, don't forget about them type of program. But yeah, especially to open the season with who they're playing. I mean, this is a team that was 12 and two last year. Oklahoma State was still a 12 and two team last year. Their win totals sitting around eight and a half. Like, I like their win total, and I like them to. I like them to cover week one.
1: Yeah, I mean, Spencer Sanders is the most experienced quarterback in the Big 12. I repeat, Spencer Sanders has the most.
2: Come playoff time. You know, obviously, I know the MVP is the regular season, but I don't know. In the back of my head, I'm like, I hope
1: he's the most experienced quarterback. Six.
0: Sure. But I also worry about the favorites. Like, you know, Curry's been banged up over the years with ankle. That's true. That's a good point. And Durant. Durant
1: in the big central michigan's got a brand new offensive line colin oliver is a beast on the defensive side for oklahoma state i think they blow the doors off of them
0: that's an interesting experience quarterback because that same school just not what you usually get that's interesting and, and nick I, I total on the um the the win totals interesting as well. We're talking about eight and a half. Team won a lot more games than that last year. That's that's pretty unique there. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if they have a big year. I mean, Jayrod, you make it. You tell me right now, Oklahoma State wins the Big Twelve. What? I'll mean, but Oklahoma State could win that thing.
1: Sure, why not? I mean, I mean, everybody everybody seems to to want to love, you know it's it's it, it's what you guys always say. it's 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 pizza money. It's pizza and beer money. You know, the big twelve's <laughs> wide open. Why not Oklahoma State, especially with the continuity, man. It, it, you know, and again, they won twelve games last year and they and they bring a lot of people back. It's I think they'll be a, I think they're a fun team to bet on.
0: Oh, there's no question they they are. and and the whole Mike Gundy factor there plays itself in as well. We got one more game Thursday night, and that is vMI Wake Forest. I mean, usually this would be an easy play on the on the Wake Forest side ACC team pretty good team I don't know guys though the quarterback I mean they lost their quarterback Hartman's out and it's it's kind of been vague what's going on with him I did read he's going to come back at some point this year so hopefully he's going to be okay but Nick when you have a new quarterback so quickly before the season I'm not sure how they're going to look to start the year that was a it's kind of a a weird
2: Yeah, and a lot of books don't even have this up right now. You can't even yep. bet on it just because of the unpredictability. Uh, I, w- I would just stay away from the game in general because of exactly what you laid out, uh, unless maybe you're confident enough that VMI is able to take advantage of that and keep this close enough and they cover, but I would just probably stay away from that one. Yeah, yeah, it's Wake a tough Forest one. won 11
1: games last year. They won 11 games total, 8.5, so they're expected to take a dip. I think they'll beat VMI, but uh, that that might be the only Wake Forest bet i make this year.
0: Yeah, the last one for Thursday, Purdue hosting Penn State. Purdue three-and-a-half point home dogs. I think that's a tricky spot for Penn State.
1: Spoiler makers. That's the word for the year. Spoiler makers.
0: I like that. Also, 53-and-a-half feels a little high for that game. Purdue specializes in ugly football.
2: I just said I never bet the under. I'll bet the under on that game. (laughs) That may be an under. Yeah, that's that's where you actually lean yeah. towards an under. One time, make an exception, J-Rod, for this, I'd say. This
1: is a special dispensation se- for the spoiler yes. makers.
0: Early season Big Ten spoiler makers, three-and-a-half point home dogs. Yeah, I, I think that might be an under spot. Joe G., J-Rod, Nick you with us on a Tuesday. On the other side, let's we'll dive an MLB. Today's card, any futures out there, any awards we think still have some value. We'll hit that next right here on the Beck Network.